Be encouraged. Welcome to a podcast centered around being encouraged, being an encouragement to someone, and being in courage, replacing fear with unwavering trust. I hope you are encouraged today by a message from Michelle Reynolds. No matter what phase you are in in life, you can be in courage in Christ. Hi, you guys. Welcome back. So today we're going to be going over the parable of the sore. And this parable is found throughout the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. But today we're going to be reading it from Mark chapter 4. We're just kind of going to go through and dive in what I feel like God has really been reinforcing in my life and reminding me of. And I pray that it helps you the way that it's been helping me or better. So let's go ahead and dive in. Again, we're going to be in Mark chapter 4 and we're going to be reading verses 3 through 20. Listen. A farmer went out to plant some seed. As he scattered it across his field, some of the seed fell on a footpath, and the birds came and ate it. Other seed fell on shallow soil with underlying rock. The seed sprouted quickly because the soil was shallow. But the plant soon wilted under the hot sun, and since it didn't have deep roots, it died. Other seed fell among thorns that grew up and choked out the tender plant, so they produced no grain. Still, other seeds fell on fertile soil, and they sprouted, grew, and produced a crop that was 30, 60, and even 100 times as much as had been planted. Then he said, anyone with ears to hear should listen and understand. So as I was reading through these these verses, I kind of got hung up on verse 9 where it says, Then he said, anyone with ears to hear should listen and understand. So I, I stopped and I started to really seek God on what is it that I needed to hear and understand? Or what is the message of the kingdom of God that I needed to hear and understand? And I can't speak for you. I can only speak for me. When I sat back and I really asked God that, Something that I feel like, well, something that I know that God was sharing with me was that whoever chooses to follow Christ will interactively participate in God's kingdom. I bet you're probably like, how did you get that from that parable? It wasn't the parable itself that God was speaking to me about or speaking to this message to me, but it was just my understanding and my personal walk with God because I've always misunderstood or taken out of context what it meant to know God, what it meant to hear his word and understand who he was. And one of the things that I've always taken out of context was John three sixteen. I know this verse. I have memorized this verse and it has always been reiterated everywhere that I've went in any Bible study or any worship service I've ever went to. This verse has always been a center verse, a a focal point of our relationship with Jesus Christ. And when I would think about John 3, 16, I would always think about Jesus dying on the cross. I would always take out a context when it says who believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. And I would always think about who believed in him dying on the cross and not just believing in him. I would always think about what he did for me versus 
who he is and being in relationship with him. So that was the message that I needed to hear. I needed to hear that my relationship with Jesus Christ is an interactive personal relationship. It is not based on what he did, but it's based on believing who he is. So there's a message, the message for each and every one of us. Our relationship with Jesus Christ is what we should be focused on. We should be focused on being in a personal, intimate relationship with him and not just hearing his message over and over and never really applying the understanding to our heart of knowing what it means to be in relationship with him. And I hope I'm not getting off track, but like I say, that was just something that God was showing to me. The more I thought about it, I thought about I'm married, I have children, I have parent, I have a parent, I have siblings, whatever, I have friendships, all these different relationships. If I never put forth effort, if I never interact in making these relationships work, they will never work. So same thing with my relationship with Jesus Christ. If I never actively participate in making that relationship intimate, making that relationship grow, being intentional, then it won't grow. So I kind of just wanted to share that with y'all and just say that our relationship with God is an intimate personal relationship. It is not just us believing in what he did, but believing in him. Let's go ahead and finish reading the text because I want to talk to you about the four different soils and how they represent four kinds of people. God gives us an explanation of what those four different soils actually mean or those four different types of people, what they actually do. I'm going to pick back up at verse 10 and we'll just read all the way through verse 20. And it says, later when Jesus was alone with the 12 disciples and with the others who were gathered around, they asked him what the parables meant. He replied, you are permitted to understand the secret of the kingdom of God, but I use parables for everything I say to outsiders so that the scripture might be fulfilled. When they see what I do, they will learn nothing. When they hear what I say, they will not understand. Otherwise, they will turn to me and be forgiven. Verse 13, then Jesus said to them, if you can't understand the meaning of this parable, how will you understand all the other parables? The former plant seeds by taking God's word to others. The seed that fell on the footpath represents those who hear the message only to have Satan come at once and take it away. The seed on the rocky soil represent those who hear the message and immediately receive it with joy. But since they don't have deep roots, they don't last long. They fall away as soon as they have problems or are persecuted for believing God's word. The seed that fell among the thorns represent others who hear God's word but all too quickly, the message is crowded out by the worries of this life, the lure of wealth and the desire for other things. So no fruit is produced and the seed that fell on good soil represent those who hear and accept God's word and produce a harvest of 30, 60, or even a hundred times as much as has been planted. First soil that we're going to talk about is the one that fell on the path. And these are the people that hear, but don't understand. So it's one thing to hear God's word, but hearing is not enough. We need to hear and understand. 
when we hear the message of God, when we hear the word of God and we understand it and it, it moves from just being head knowledge to being heart knowledge and we can actually apply it, then we can change. But until we do, we will always be that path where the word comes, but we don't understand it. Well, we don't grow. We don't change. We just hearing words over and over and over. You can have people who go to church all of their life and never really understand the message of the kingdom of God. They're just hearing words. They're just hearing information. Okay. So then you have the rocky soil. We hear and receive it with joy, but quickly fall away. And I, I was in this category for so long where I went to church and it was very inspirational. It was very motivational, but I, and I was happy about being there. I was happy about hearing the word of God. But when I left, there was nothing to sustain me. I didn't have anything to hold on to because my roots were not planted. So when persecution came, I was detoured. And one of the things that I've learned from that experience is that I failed to count the cost of what it means to be in relationship with Jesus Christ. And when I say I failed to count the cost is that when you're in an intimate relationship with God, you have to died to the flesh. So the things that you once enjoyed or the things that I once enjoyed can no longer be a part of my life if it's a part of my sinful nature. Even people, I had to really learn and understand that when persecution comes, am I going to stand firm with Jesus Christ because I've counted the cost. I've realized that no matter what comes against me, no matter who I lose, no matter what I lose, I am going to stand firm with Jesus Christ because that's who I'm more concerned with. That's where my intimacy is. That's my relationship that I'm focused on. I didn't count the cost. So when persecution came, I quickly lost that joy. I quickly lost the word of God. I quickly lost that firmness because I didn't have the roots deep enough in my relationship with Jesus Christ. The third soil is the thorny soil. And it's the people who hear, but it's choked out by the worry of this world. When Jesus tells us, be anxious about nothing, do not worry, we can tend to get sidetracked. We can lose focus when we have opposition. And then another aspect of that is deceit of wealth. Money is very tempting. And we can tend to think, well, if I had enough money or if I had more money, then I wouldn't have this problem. So we think that way is because we fail to see the treasure of the kingdom of God. We fail to see that Jesus is the source. God is the source of all that we need. So we can get lured away from our relationship with him because we think that if we had something else or more of money, then our problem would be solved. Tend to lose our focus because we fail to see the treasure of the kingdom of God. And scripture teaches us, no one can serve two masters. So if when you're faced with opposition or if you're faced with the problem and you think that having more money can solve that problem, if you're putting money as your master, then you can't have Jesus Christ as your master. You can't see him as your problem solver if money is your problem solver. So we can't serve two masters. Don't, don't be distracted and lured away by worries of this world and money because money cannot fix those things and then finally we have good soil and the good soil is the people who hear the message of God and they understand it and then as a result of that understanding and applying that understanding we produce fruit 
effects of Jesus transforming our heart and working in our life. We get to bear fruit of abiding in Christ. Scripture teaches us abide in me and I in you and produce fruit. But apart from Jesus, apart from that vine, apart from God, we can do nothing. I really just want us to have the correct focus. And the correct focus is understanding the message of God's kingdom. Understanding is not just knowing about God, but having an interactive personal relationship with knowledge, with the truth, with God. You cannot understand something unless God gives you understanding. So in order for us to get that understanding, we have to be in intimate relationship with Jesus Christ. We have to be willing to sit at his feet and learn of him. Well, some of the things that I wanted to share with us about how do we get that understanding? What do I do in order to have that understanding? One of the things that I learned is that we have to be willing to accept God's word as all sufficient. Knowing that there's nothing flawed about the word of God. Everything that Jesus said is all that we need. For every situation in my life, I can go to scripture and it is going to be all sufficient. It is going to direct me in every aspect of my life. Two is treasure his commands within us. Meaning, meditate on God's word. How can you know what word to apply to your life and to your situation if you don't know the word of God, if you don't have it hidden within your heart, if it's not a treasure for you? Turn your ear to wisdom and not to the world because the world changes every day. Today, you might walk outside and they say that the sky is blue. Tomorrow, they might walk outside and say that the sky is purple. The world is not sufficient and is forever changing. God never changes. His word will forever remain the same. So apply your heart to understanding his word and do it. You have to do it. You can't just hear the message of the kingdom, understand the message of the kingdom and not apply it and not do. You you have to use the word of God. Finally, seek it as you are searching for treasure. The word of God is the most valuable treasure that we could ever have. Search it as if you are searching for treasure. Y'all, that's all I have. I pray that it helps you on your journey. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and pray for us. Father God, thank you so much for loving us. Lord, thank you for working in my life, Lord. Lord, I pray that you would always help me to be fertile soil. Help me to always hear your message, understand your message, and apply that understanding to my life daily. Father God, thank you for opening the door for me to be in an intimate and have a personal relationship with you, Father God. Thank you. Lord, I pray for every person that hears this message. I pray that they would hear and understand, Father God, and that they will apply whatever it is that you have for them through this message to their intimate and personal relationship with you. Lord, I just thank you again for being exactly who you are in my life. I thank you for your word, Father God. I pray that you always give me the desire to hear and understand the message you have given me, Father God, and then to share that message with others. Lord, I just, I'm, I'm grateful. I'm grateful, Father God. So I just, again, I thank you for loving me. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening. We hope this message encourages you today. 
Please share and come back next week for another episode of Be Encouraged.